Beneath the clothes, we find a man. And beneath the man, we find his nucleus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to A Hispanard. It seems like there's a lot to talk about, and yet at the same time, not really much to talk about. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of speculation talk, which could amount to absolutely nothing, or it could turn into something. So let's start with the things that we do know, apparently, which I'm about to reveal something that was (laughs) to me was a shocker because I didn't even know that this was in play. And part of it was because I wasn't really following the information all the way through. I think I had already rolled my eyes into the back of my head so far that there was nothing for me to see except the, you know, the front of my brain or the underside of my brain or whatever. But uh, after the debacle that went through and it happened with Johnny Depp and his various cancellations and droppings from every seemingly every movie studio under the planet, uh, Disney had decided to do a reboot for Pirates of the Caribbean starring, I guess, uh, a female pirate and maybe an all-female cast of pirates. Not really sure. This is this is where I show my ignorance. When I heard that they were doing a reboot, I thought they were just going to do, you know, a different pirate. Uh, guy or girl, didn't matter. I just thought they were going to do a different pirate. And then I had heard that there was rumors that possibly it was going to be, <clears throat> uh, the movie was going to focus on Red, who is, I don't know, like a... Um, kind of a sexy pirate fellow slaver question mark who drinks rum and you know is helping to auction the ladies off and I think they've since changed that narrative on the attraction and then I just ran across that Disney canceled plans to move forward with a pirate reboot starring Margot Robbie of all people which I was That was not on my bingo card. I'm telling you, I didn't even know that this was moving forward or that it had become a thing that Disney, excuse me, had approached Margot Robbie to be in a new Pirates movie. Now, when I stopped and, you know, when I stopped and and I thought about it, it did sort of the casting made sense because Margot Robbie can play, uh, off-kilter, slightly crazy person, as she has shown in um, uh, Har- as Harley Quinn in the uh, the DC uh, you know DC Comics movies. So I have no doubt that she would be able to bring something to the table, something new, something fresh. I would hope also that she would not try to follow in Johnny Depp's footsteps because that's 
That performance is a one of a kind. And in fact, Johnny Depp is a one of a kind. Love him or hate him and any project that he's a part of. Nobody can follow Johnny Depp. He's just Johnny Depp. He he is a he's like a Nicolas Cage or uh, I don't I don't know. You know, there's a, a few different actors where they're just singularly themselves that it there's no point in trying to replicate that. J- Jim Carrey is another person like that, like Jim Carrey, Johnny Depp, Nicolas Cage. There's these the singular performance people that. Uh, you're better off not trying to replicate, but instead doing something completely new, which Mad Milkinson did. Uh, and I might be saying that wrong. I apologize in advance. Uh, he did something new when he took over the role uh, that Johnny Depp had previously inhabited in uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Unfortunately, it was such a boring performance and, and such a boring uh, boringly directed movie that I didn't even finish the whole thing all the way through. It was it was pretty bad. But uh, so I didn't know that Margot Robbie stepping into the role of Jack uh, <laughs> uh, Jack Sparrow. I was about to say Jack Skellington. I don't know why that popped to my head first, but Jack Sparrow. And then all of a sudden it dropped off. And it was a the most curious way that she uh, actually e- even announced that. If she even did, I'm not really sure. I don't know that you can believe anything that you come across on, you know, in in social media anymore. But she said, I guess Disney doesn't want to move forward with it. So maybe they gave her a call or gave her agent a call and said, hey, you know what? That pirate movie that we had on deck, (laughs) pun intended, is not happening now. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I didn't know about that. Uh, A rumor. Here's a rumor. Because that one was fact. Here's a rumor that I don't know if this is true or, well... You know what? Let me back up before I even go into rumors. Let me say something that I have found disheartening, interesting and disheartening in the last few years is the uh, the idea of click and click bait and what people will do to get it. So every once in a while you see news or bits of information and it's a trusted thing because it's coming from the source, meaning... Marvel or DC or I don't know AMC or Paramount Pictures or whoever they're the ones that are putting that information out and uh, you know or some some news you know media newspaper like uh, Variety or you know, something of the type is is talking about it as well and so it's it's almost a hundred percent legit that what you're looking at you know is what it what's in, it's intended to be. But people in their pursuit of looking to get followings, views, clicks, you know, whatever, they will, I don't know, put out information where it just came out of nowhere and there, there's no source for it. Or if, if there is a source, it's someone who, you know, is someone's cousins, uncles, aunts, brothers, sister, who works next to somebody who works next to this other person who in passing said something and now it becomes, you know, news newsworthy and trustworthy. And I, there's been so much of that going on, in, on, you know, the interwebs and Twitter and other social media that it's so tough to know what is real and what is fake? And one example of that is Ezra Miller. Will he or won't he? Will the 
Flash movie come out or won't it come out? Did he assault multiple people? Did he not? Did he come back to DC, com- uh, DC uh, uh, Warner Brothers and apologize or did he not apologize? Is he going to jail for 26 years or is he not? It's so tough to know what is actually happening with any of these people and uh, franchises that you just kind of want to throw your hands up and be like, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I certainly don't want to pass along bad bits of information. But at the same time, uh, I, I, I will I will focus on this one only because I've seen the trailer for it. And the trailer that I saw goes against what is being put out there. So what I'm talking about is Indiana Jones, the uh, Indiana Jones 5. So according to... I'm not even going to give them uh, any shine. And I'm just going to say that according to somebody on Twitter, test screenings for Indiana Jones 5 were reportedly disastrous, and the best they got was 35% approval from the test audience. A few endings were tested, but the la- the least popular one had Phoebe Waller-Bridge replacing Harrison Ford at the end of the movie. Now, that is the rumor that I'm talking about. I've seen this pop up recently. I don't know where people are getting their information from or how they're coming to that conclusion. What does it mean to replace Indiana Jones? I don't I don't really understand how you replace uh, Indiana Jones. Does it mean that a brand new character with a completely different name will now be taking on the Indiana Jones franchise? Because that doesn't make any sense, right? You're better off replacing the actor than having an actor in the movie with the current actor somehow take on his name and now they are that thing. Are you tracking me? Does that follow? Like that doesn't make any sense. At the end of the brand new Star Wars trilogy, once Leia is dead and Luke is dead and Han Solo is dead and Kylo Ren is dead and pretty much everybody's dead. The Emperor is dead. Major spoilers. Everybody dies. Rey is given the info that although she is nobody, she is now a Skywalker. So at the end of the movie, she constructs her own lightsaber and she becomes Rey Skywalker when originally she was a Rey Palpatine. She did not replace Luke. She did not replace, meaning she's now not moving forward. She's now uh, not going to be known as Luke Skywalker. So this, this uh, actress that is currently in the Indiana Jones five movie, I'm assuming is going by some name other than Indiana Jones. So at the end of the series, she won't all of a sudden take on the name Indiana Jones. That wouldn't make any sense. Nor would it make any sense to move this character forward with the title, you know, Indiana Jones as a name for the movies, and yet she's something else. So how exactly is this person replacing Harrison Ford? That reporting seems like uh, like people are just drinking Haterade and they're, you know, they're putting it out there because I don't know. At this point, I you know, I don't have enough information, but I keep seeing it pop up from various places, people reporting the same thing. So, you know, it's obvious that they're getting their information from the same spot, meaning that it's the telephone game, he said, she said type deal. But uh, it makes 
a lot more sense to reboot the franchise with a young actor name and they call that actor Indiana Jones in the in the movies and then we move forward with more Indiana Jones adventures for example Chris Pratt would be my first choice that's why I would insert in to the Indiana Jones franchise and have him be Indiana Jones that completely makes sense now if they're going to no they're like they're not they're not going to restart the franchise with a female in the lead road lead role and still call her Indiana Jones that doesn't make any sense at all so it's just very strange that people would uh, jump on this fake information and have it be the um, you know the thing that the next outrage that everybody has to jump on um, so strange. The other one that I've been seeing a lot of, and I just, uh, uh, you know, I want to watch the movie. I want to go uh, to the movie theaters and check it out for myself. I'm, I can, I understand that, you know, while a movie is not perfect, uh, it can, it can miss some major parts. It can miss some connective tissue and your uh, suspension of disbelief might be pretty high, but you know, I think based on the things that I've read and the people that I've talked to, it would still be an enjoyable movie. And I'm talking about Black Panther Wakanda forever. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. It's just not something that I jumped out, you know, jumped at at the beginning of the um, uh, of the opening weekend for it. But it's doing quite well. And, you know, I don't think something that is bad is going to end up doing quite well and still be bad is that always the case no no i mean the transformer movies were pretty bad but <clears throat> they were entertaining so i'm not I, I i would not think that it would be possible for black panther wakanda forever to be transformer movie bad and transformer movie entertaining i would say Maybe the, the things that people have a tough time with are the connective story structure issues, maybe. Uh, but uh, I don't know. You can almost you can almost bet the farm that Ryan Coogler, the director, is going to try to put something out that is as high quality as possible, even if not everything drops in properly and makes sense properly. So, you know, you've got you've got bad and then you've got transformers bad you've got ghostbusters all women edition bad you've got you know i don't know insert your bad movie that was bad on every level even if they weren't necessarily trying to i mean nobody's trying to make a bad movie out out of the gate right everybody is hoping to make the best movie that they possibly can and somewhere along the way sometimes the wheels fall off and it doesn't happen but so there's that bit of news. Uh, John Wick 4, uh, the new trailer is out. It looks like every other John Wick movie, which is to say very violent. And, you know, Keanu Reeves, you know, you can't go wrong with Keanu Reeves. So there you go. Like, if you're into John Wick, be excited, Wiccaneers, because there is a new John Wick movie coming soon. So more bit of movie news or or actor news. It looks like 
Tom Holland may have signed on for three more movies plus the two Avengers movies as well. I don't know if this is true or not, but that means three more standalone Spider-Man movies plus him being in both Avengers movies that are kind of back-to-back, I guess. Uh, Avengers uh, King Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars. That's kind of exciting if if that's the case. That would be... uh, it's good to see that dude playing uh, Spider-Man. He's he's really, really good at it. And it'll be interesting to see where they take the character next. Uh, I'm assuming when we meet up with him again, he'll be in college. <clears throat> and he will he will have that part of his life uh, being showcased. So that would be, uh, that'd be cool to watch. So speaking of The Flash earlier, another tidbit which would be considered a spoiler for the Flash movie that may or may not be released with Ezra Miller. If you're not interested in spoilers, just skip past this. I think you can do the 10, 15 second, whatever it is, and um, you should be able to get past the thing that I'm about to read. And here we go. Spoiler in three, two, one. Superman still gets killed as a baby and will be replaced by Supergirl, even though Cavill announced he's back as Superman and will have a an MOS2. Changes have definitely happened to the Flash film. So according to this movie news source, not much has changed about the Flash movie that is still set to come out. Uh, and that apparently that was one of the points in the movie is that the Clark Kent that we know and love never actually makes it to Earth. He gets killed beforehand and Supergirl <clears throat> instead is the, for lack of a better term, the Superman of our world. Though why you would have to go that dramatic and actually kill baby Superman doesn't really make any sense. The comics seem to be able to accommodate multiple super people at once. Uh, without any kind of issue. I feel like there's more than enough super people to go around and there's more than enough planet to go around as well. But in tone with that and with uh, Batman being in the Flash movie, speaking of Batman, uh, it was a really sad thing. Well, a couple deaths. But let's start with uh, the first one that that I heard and read about, which was... um, Kevin Conroy, who was the Batman, the voice of Batman in Batman, the animated series from Warner Brothers in 1992, I think to 1995. Is that right? No, it might have been till 98, 92 to 98. But yeah, Kevin Conroy, who, you know, classic Batman voice. The only other, the only other voice that I hear in my head when I think of Batman is Adam West and Kevin Conroy. I feel like those two guys definitely cornered the market on the unique and classic Batman voice. Unfortunately, Mr. Conroy passed away recently at the age of 86 due to some really aggressive cancer, apparently. So that was a um, huge bummer to come across and and to hear and read about. The other one uh, that was not near or dear to my heart, 
But, you know, I definitely seen this guy's performance on TV, never saw him live, was apparently Gallagher, Gallagher, the famous comedian, question mark, who liked to smash melons on stage and, and spray the people in, you know, on the stage with it. He also passed away recently. Uh, another person that passed away, uh, man, why am I blanking on this one? Folks. It is extremely noisy in my neighborhood right now. It is crazy how many times I've had to pause this. <laughs> and no, I cannot remember what the uh, final human death that I was trying to remember and uh, and just point out today. I don't know. But, you know, on a side note, a notable uh, non-human death uh, one of the guys from the Impractical Jokers, one of the guys that I listen to on Tell Him Steve Dave almost weekly, uh, Brian Quinn's cat, uh, uh, Benjamin, uh, Benjamin Cat has passed away. And um, that was pretty significant because he really cared about that cat. And it provided a lot of content for uh, Tell Him Steve Dave. It was actually a pretty great part of the show whenever they brought him up. Sorry. So anyway, this will be a continuation of uh, starts and stops as it continues to be super loud. But anyway, yes, a memorable and beloved pet passed away as well. So I don't normally do deaths, but uh, I felt like those were uh, pretty notable since they popped up on my radar this week. Uh, give me one second. So anyway. Other than that, I don't really think there's anything else that I can think of that is uh, movie news-wise um, or TV-related. Everything's been pretty slow. I will continue to beat this drum and say that Andor from uh, the Star Wars Disney Plus show is 100% worth your time. It is a fantastic show. Almost done with it. Not quite uh, finished yet. The wife and I have been watching it together, so we I actually ended up re-watching the whole thing to have her catch up, and now I think we're two episodes behind, but man, even better the second time around. It is, it's great performances by everybody all around. Uh, I will uh, say, <laughs> at where Andor made me think of all the shows that I don't like as, as a contrast. <laughs> and uh, I've been seeing so much chatter online. I've been on Twitter a lot lately with uh, my Hispanics podcast uh, Twitter. Uh, I feel like that's there's way more to engage with when it comes to that than when it comes to my art Twitter. My art Twitter, it's more like a, like a post and ghost uh, style thing where... If I have some new artwork I put up there, say a couple words, but I'm not really, you know, optimistic that it's going to move the needle or go anywhere. Twitter's still the best place for that. Actually, now uh, YouTube seems to be one of the best places for that. I uh, Monday through Friday for the last few weeks, I've been posting on my uh, Alex Iniga's art YouTube channel, and and that's been pretty wild to see the growth and the engagement in that probably way more than I'm normally get, uh, on anything else. I mean, Instagram used to be a really good place for me to post artwork and get 
either feedback or response or, you know, feedback can come in the form of likes or, you know, actual words of encouragement. Uh, but it, it's really not that anymore. You know, they, Instagram forced everybody to switch over into a reels model, you know, post more on reels, make more reels, do this. And you'll, you know, the algorithm will acknowledge you and will float you out to everybody. But I don't really see that being the case. Like I did switch over to reels and started posting things up on reels and I, I'm not seeing any significant movement and I don't mean growth. Like I, you know, that I, I'm not expecting to gain a new follower every day or every couple of days. Or I don't, I don't know. That just doesn't seem realistic. I think you have to already have a pretty big following in order for those kind of numbers to uh, go up steadily or up and down or whatever. But, you know, I could say that I did have some organic growth before this, you know, as I was posting pretty consistently. I think the other thing too, that may be killing that is that, uh, I'm not really, no, I, you know, instead of saying not really, I'm just not doing any fan art anymore. Um, I, while I have had and have some legitimate licensed artwork that I, that I've done, uh, you know, for Marvel and for, uh, Lucasfilm and for AMC's Walking Dead, um, it, it, it was far in between, you know, that, that type of work. And when I was doing that work, you know, you also had to wait months and months and months before you could show anything. Um, so, you know, I, I could finish an entire set of, you know, art and maybe a year later might be able to show it off. And, uh, so between that and all the other things that I had going on, I've opted to let that one go, you know, doing, doing the license cards, uh, for various companies. Cause I don't know. I just don't see it really going anywhere. And it's a bummer to say that. Like, I think some people have been really good at leveraging that experience and rolling it over into something else. But I will be completely honest with you that it is not in my wheelhouse to be able to do that. And that's not to say that it's not in my wheelhouse to do self-promotion. I'm capable of doing that. But, um, you know, th those jobs didn't necessarily translate into other different, better m and better, like more fulfilling jobs, you know, necessarily. Um, and that doesn't, you know, you put in what you get out of an experience. I really do believe that. So I think I probably could have worked much harder and promoted myself much more aggressively and, um, and been more aggressive about looking for more IP work. But, uh, for a variety of reasons, you know, various things going on in life, I did not pursue that and it wasn't my goal. And since that time, my priorities have shifted and I think in a positive way, you know, um, I have, I feel reinvigorated the, you know, these last couple months, um, where I, I have a different direction now and things that I want to accomplish and do. And I feel like I have the, the space and the time to do them because I'm not, you know, focusing on trying to finish you know, a rush job for this, you know, th this company or that company, uh, 
but rather I can, and even I, I had posted up and was, and had been accepted to go into doing some artwork for Star Wars Celebration, which is happening in Europe uh, this next year, which got me excited. But then when I started to execute my my vision and plan for the for the uh, piece that I was working on, I could not muster any any energy for it at all. I just couldn't generate the thing that I needed, that spark. And um, I think it ended up being the best move for me, you know, personally to just step back from that and to not put that pressure on myself to try to to perform and put that out. Uh, instead, I've focused on something that is, or, or a couple of things actually, that are, that are making me much more fulfilled and much happier and belong to me exclusively. So currently I'm not working on someone else's IP. I'm not uh, focused on that. Does that mean that if work came my way, like, you know, like a, like a meaningful job were to come my way that I would turn it down? No, absolutely not. Like I have tremendous love for Marvel characters and DC characters and Star Wars characters. Like that's not gone away at all. But my desire to focus on that or to pursue that or to even create, you know, fan art for that is something that I've decided to step back and step away from uh, as I'm pursuing uh, things that I think will ultimately end up yielding better results and, you know, something that I, I will have control over and I... I've not been a gigantic critic necessarily of, you know, not, not here on the podcast anyway, of uh, various mediums that, that are being put out, comic books and, and books and movies and TVs in the sense of like uh, being so critical that, uh, you know, I'm going to put my money with where my mouth is and say, well, you know, I'm going to go off and do my own whatever and show you how it's done. Like I, I've not done any of that. Like I've definitely given my thoughts and, and my, my opinions, especially for things that I love, you know, uh, and, and a couple of things that I dislike, like brings to power or the wheel of time, uh, TV series from Amazon. <clears throat> but, um, you know, I, I generally stay away. If I don't like a comic book, I don't talk about it. If I don't like a book, I don't talk about it. Um, but those are my first love mediums. And, you know, I've had a couple of different ideas rolling them around in my head for a long time about, uh, producing and creating my own thing. And, uh, I finally, I finally found something that I think is a good entry point. I've, I have a story like a, like a team book story that I started a long time ago that I still have all of the pieces in place for, I know the beginning, the middle, and the end of that story, but I needed to create something that was an easier, like so, what they say, you know, cutting your teeth on is, is the, uh, the term that's used, but something that is easier to manage, easier to, to get into and to accomplish. So in the coming year, my goal is to finish a 22 page book, you know, comic book and uh, put that out. You know, there's going to be a few challenges to that. Figuring out <clears throat> distribution, um, you know, in what way do I want to present this to the world? How, 
Do I want to go through the social media route? Do I want to try to go the Kickstarter route? Do I, you know, what are the different ways? Like, uh, you know, it's going to be fascinating to see how to, how to generate interest in word of mouth. Um, because I don't have a big following in, in anywhere on any social media. My, my following is mediocre at best. And, uh, but I do have a ton of friends and I do have a couple of different, uh, avenues. I, I feel comfortable, you know, uh, reaching out to and, and trying to move forward with this project. And more than anything else, I really have this strong desire to create something that is entertaining and logical and has a good, you know, a, a good foundation to it, um, where it's about story and, you know, and story is king. So that's, that's one of the things that I'm the most focused about is I want to, I want to create something where anybody has a entry point into it. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are, you know, what your background philosophy is that I want to create something that would be entertaining and fun and, um, that you would be happy to recommend to other people. So that's the thing that I'm currently working on. Um, as well as, you know, like I said earlier, building my YouTube page and building my podcast, you know, like getting better at this. I, I know I've mentioned that before, but this is something that I'm very interested in, in accomplishing, getting good at speaking, getting good at not being repetitive, getting good at getting to my point, getting good at remembering <laughs> what it is that I'm, you know, what my goals are and that I'm trying to achieve. And a lot of that has to do with you guys. And a lot of that will probably have to do with, you know, feedback. If, uh, if you ever have a second to drop a line and let me know the things that you think I could do better, I'm, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that, uh, that feedback. I'm ready to, uh, not just to listen, but to, you know, to really tweak things the best, as best I can. Um, and I know also I've taken a lot of pressure off myself to make this specifically, you know, a podcast about geek news and geek information or even my geeky thoughts on stuff. But just to be able to talk about anything, you know, life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, no, not really. But um, yeah, just to be able to to talk about the various things that are going on and the things that I've, I've observed, I think more than anything else, th that's what makes a good podcast. And at least the ones that I gravitate towards are the ones where you get to know the person a little bit. So in, with, you know, with that, I'm going to tell a story that I think I've already told before, but I'm going to tell it again because I thought it was, I think it's funny and it's meaningful. And it's also, I, I'm going to put out a, 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 is it a disclaimer? I don't know what the right word is, but <laughs> actually I'll be right back. So the story I may have told before, but I'll tell it again. And, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, thing that I was going to say, the disclaimer is <clears throat> I'm going to tell stories here from time to time, and they're probably going to sound like tall tales and, um, too, too good to be true, I guess is the best way to put it. But if you know me personally, 
uh, I'm not going to say that you know that I'm not a liar. I, you know, that doesn't make any sense. But for example, a friend of mine, Kevin, I'll just leave it at that, uh, who is currently in Italy. He knows who he is if this ever gets to him. Anyway, the, uh, the story that I'm about to tell is called a shared experience (laughs) because I share it with my buddy Kevin. So he'd be able to back me up on uh, this, but I think I was 19, possibly some, sometime around there. Uh, I was living in a small town called Hemet at the time. And I was pretty homeless. If I remember correctly, I think I was, I was bumming, uh, the floor on my buddy Kevin, uh, Kevin, Kevin's room at Kevin's house. And, uh, jobs were really, really hard to find, uh, in Hemet. You know, if you'd ever been there during the period of time that I'm talking about when I was 19, which was what, uh, 95, 96, so, you know, somewhere in that, in that period of time, um, you just, you had to drive far. Like the town was so small that there wasn't, a lot of jobs and all the jobs were taken by older people. And, uh, so it was tough, but somehow Kevin had scored a gig with a independent contractor, um, you, you know, who, construction who did construction. And this guy did not know what he was doing at all. It would take me years to figure that out. You know, at the time I was extra, extra naive. And so, you know, if a guy has equipment and he says he's a construction contractor, then that's what you believe. Now, in reality, no construction contractor is hiring two 19 year old guys who don't know anything about anything to do construction work. That's just absurd. That's, but you know, it was the nineties, which had the The whispers of the 80s and the 80s were pretty lawless when it comes to, you know, who could drive a forklift and who was allowed to do what. You know, if if you're 12 years old, you were allowed to smoke, drive a forklift. And as long as you did a good job, you you got paid, you know, like a like a regular man. And uh, so this guy hires me and Kevin and Kevin and I proceed to do work, uh, you know, uh, probably a millionaire's house, you know, didn't again didn't think about it until much much later but we did work around this large home that had an underground garage for the person's various vehicles anybody who has an underground garage with various vehicles is probably a millionaire you know a multi-millionaire and uh one of the things that kept happening in this guy's poor house is that every time it rained and it didn't rain very often you know california has never been a rainy place and Hammett certainly was not a a rainy spot, but whenever it would rain, it would flood the basement and the cars, you know, got damaged. I don't think that they got destroyed, but they definitely got damaged. So Kevin and I were told how to patch up the, the, you know, surrounding building and the, the underground parking garage so that this would not happen again Uh, for the flooding. I mean, whether we did a good job or not, I have no clue to, you know, to this day, I do not know. We did the job as it was instructed. And then we bounced from that job to another job in a adjacent town. I believe, uh, what was the name of that town? 
that was like Hemet is very strange. It's a everything is on a single road on Florida Street. Well, there's two streets technically. There's Stenton, and then there's Florida. And Florida is the main road, and everything is on the main road, uh, including like a, a a Main Street style little shopping area. And you can just you know, and it's also a highway. Florida is is actually. I can't remember what highway number it is, but it it's it doubles as a highway and it takes you up into the mountains. But uh in the surrounding area you've got Temecula, you've got Mount San Jacinto, or you've got San Jacinto, rather, you've got Hemet, and you've got uh this oh man, I can't remember the name of it for whatever reason. I had it at the tip of my brain and then it just went away. But this contractor who had hired us to do the patch-up work for this guy, he got us another job. And so we, the second job that we got was walking alongside the road of this, you know, this ad- adjacent town. And Kevin and I were would pull up the, um, you know, they were cut in half, but they were at one point in time, uh, not telephone poles, but like uh, poles for the uh, electric wiring, I believe. And so that, you know, those had all been cut in half. And now we were using these hooks and we were grabbing, you know, we were hooking them at the bottom, using our legs to, to like pull them up out of the ground and then over. And then somebody would come by and load them onto a truck and take them away. And so we did that up and down the road. That was backbreaking work. When we were done with that job, then we got hired on for another job at someone's house. And at this job, it was Kevin and I were responsible for building, I think, a 150 foot fence that would uh, separate the the house, that the, the land that we were on from the neighbor's house next door. And so we did that. We also did some brick lane work. And that's where I learned how to feed a horse for the first time, which I had no clue how to do. All of the work that we ended up doing, uh, well, here, so I'll set it up. So we would go, we would meet with this pretty lady named Jennifer, young, older than us, but, you know, young, like I think in her 30s or whatever. And her brother was on property. And so they explained what work needed to be done. And so every day Kevin and I would do it. We would mix cement which, you know, we'd never done before. I was carrying 100-pound bags of cement on each shoulder up and down like a small, you know, I, well, I don't know what you would call it. Now, it's not a hill, but, you know, just part of the land just was elevated up a little higher from where the house was, you know, down. So we were just doing backbreaking manual labor work construction. And um, sometimes when we would show up for the job, during the week, we'd see this gorgeous, I think like a 1965 hardtop Corvette, blue and black. I, I'll never forget it. Just a beautiful, beautiful car. And I remember asking Jen, like, hey, who, whose car is that? And she, like, chuckled and she's like, oh, it's 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 a friend's car. Uh, we just hold it here, you know, whenever he's in town. And so I just thought nothing of it. Well, anyway following week we hear a sound coming from the house we hear jennifer jennifer and 
And I'm like, what the heck is that? What is going on? So she starts laughing and, and we're like, what, who is that? She goes, oh, that's, that's uh, our grandfather. He needs some help. I'm going to, going to go help him out. And we're like, okay. So, you know, Kevin and I were like, whatever. She runs inside, helps him out. So then after that, every, yeah, like every other week we would see that car and then we would hear somebody yelling, you know, in an old man's voice, Jennifer, Jennifer. And, uh, we chuckle about it. Well, anyway, one day. And so this property was pretty big. It had multiple houses on it and work was being done on, you know, different parts of the house. So it was like a guest house and then the main house. And so when Kevin and I needed to use the restroom, we would use the guest house. Well, one of the weeks that we came back after, you know, after being off for the weekend, came back and the guest house was being worked on. So we were sitting out there working and then, uh, you know, I had to go to the bathroom. So I asked Jen, I'm like, Hey, where, where should I go? And she goes, Oh, just go inside the main house. No problem. Just go right through that, uh, back door that goes right through the kitchen. It's on the left. And I said, okay. So I walk in and as I start walking in, she realized her mistake. So Kevin's outside working. She realizes her mistake and she calls me, but I'm already halfway through the kitchen. So it's too late to put the genie back in the bottle. I'm halfway through the kitchen on my way to the living room to make a left. And I see somebody sitting on the couch. So Jen like yells my name and I stop. I look at the person on the couch. I turn back. I look at her and then my brain clicks in and I turn back and I look at the person on the couch again and it's Bill Murray. And yeah, it's that Bill Murray, the actor, Bill Murray, SNL, Bill Murray, and you know, Bill Murray from everything else. So I look back at Jen and I look again at Bill and he's like, yeah, it, it's all good, kid. Go ahead. So I look back out at Jen because technically she's my boss and she's like, no, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. And she waves me off and I said, okay. So I walk through, I say, hello, go do my business. And I come back out and so I say hi again. I think at this point he's, he's standing in the kitchen grabbing something like some of the drink and he's like, well, you, you got me. It's me. Chevy Chase. And I start laughing. I'm like, yeah, okay, Mr. Murray. And he goes, damn, you really know who I am? I'm like, yeah, of course I know who you are. He's like, uh, all right, well, it's me. Yeah. We're going to be okay with all this. And I said, yeah, we're going to be totally fine. If you mean by okay, like I'm not going to run out and tell somebody. I'm No, I'm not going to tell anybody that, that you visit this place. And he's like, good. Cause you know, I think my wife would get upset. And I said, your wife, you mean, and he's like, yeah, Jennifer is my wife. And I'm like, oh, so that immediately like sparked my curiosity. I, I, I've always been this way that if I find something out about somebody, I, I'm not, I, I have, uh, I've gotten better over the years at this where I have better, um, what's the word, um, personal boundaries. I've gotten better at having personal boundaries but I used to be really terrible about that when I was younger. So to me, as soon as I found out that they were married, I'm like, well, I want to know that story. I want to find out what does Jen do? And, you know, I, I, I was, I started asking and, uh, over time. And so come to find out that Jen was a, uh, what, what was her specific job? She did uh, costume design for movies. So one of the big movies that she'd worked on at that time was, um, last of the Mohicans. 
and uh, they'd met through the business. And so they'd met and fallen in love and they had a kid. And, uh, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm sure you can find all this online. You can find, you know, Bill Murray's son and his first wife. They've, you know, they've since gotten divorced. But, um, and, and there's, and I bring this up because there's, you know, a lot of terrible stories that have been floating around recently about Bill Murray. I know nothing about that. I don't know what he's like when he's working. I don't know what he's like to any staff. I don't know what he's like to any women. Like, I, I don't know any of that. I just can say that the guy that I met that summer and the guy that I worked for in inadvertently, because I didn't know that I was working for him, you know, until that, that accident, that guy was hilarious and was completely nice and, and just, you know, fun to be around. So, uh, you know, once the cat was out of the bag and, and we knew that that was Bill Murray's car and it was Bill Murray's house that we were working on. That was Bill Murray's wife. Then he would just come out periodically. He'd bring us drinks sometimes. He'd grab a tiny little hammer. He'd be working next to us and be like, ah, oh, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm going to call it a day. You know, <laughs> he'd be like nailing a nail with a super tiny hammer. He just, he was a funny dude. And we didn't have like a ton, a ton of interactions with him. But every interaction that we had was, uh, was pleasant. Like he was just funny dude. And at the end of the job, you know, it was a, an entire summer job. By the time that we were done, you know, we'd built the fence and it turns out it was a high wooden fence and we had built it because the neighbors next door had found out that, you know, Bill lived there with his wife and kid and they were taking pictures and they were selling it to various magazines and they wanted that to stop. So that's why they had us put up that giant fence and it ran, you know, so far so that the neighbors couldn't take any photos. Now, at the end of that job, the other thing too, is that they threw a, a birthday party for Bill's son and Kevin and I got invited to that. So that was really, really cool. Like that, that was a, that was a ton of fun to, to experience and, and, and to have, and, you know, to say that you work for Bill Murray, that's like, that's insane. And, and I'm sure I don't remember every single detail but uh, I will say, as an aside, like, uh, you know, none of the none of those people were mean necessarily. I mean, Jen was really nice. Bill was really nice. Jen's brother was uh, okay. <laughs> I remember him asking me to feed the horses, and I'm not, you know, I have a healthy respect for horses. I'm I'm not necessarily comfortable around them. I'm not terrified of them by any stretch. I will pet them and talk to them and, you know, feed them apples or whatever. Like I'm, I'm cool with all that. It's just, I don't, they're an unknown to me. And because they're not a familiar thing, I'm not comfortable with them the way I'm with like a dog, for example. So uh, anyway, Jen's brother, he's like, Hey, would you do me a favor and, and feed the horse? And I'm like, uh, sure. What, you know, what do I give them? And uh, what do I give this particular horse? And he's like, oh, you give it hay. So he points out where the hay is. And I'm like, okay, excellent. And if you've ever seen hay, you know, it's bundled all together in a square. And uh, so I, he walks away. I walk over. I can't give this whole thing to the horse. I, I realize that. I'm like, I'm not going to throw this entire thing over and let the horse, like, have at it. Like, I, you know, I must... It must be that I have to tear chunks off of this thing and then feed the horse manually, you know, just chunks of it. So I do. I start tearing chunks out and walking over and feeding it to the horse and, yeah, you know, I'm having a good time. But 
it has taken a while to get all this done. Anyway, Jen's brother comes uh, back around the corner and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm feeding the horse. And he goes, that that's not how you feed a horse. And I'm like, well, how else would you feed a horse? And he goes, you've never been around horses? I said, never. I've never been around horses. I, I don't know how to feed a horse. And he's like, ah. So he pulls out a knife. You know, he's got like a, like a, not a utility knife, but like a buck knife, like a small, or, or not a buck knife, but you know, one of those that, that pop out, fold out, fold out knife. And he walks over to the hay and, you know, the, the hay is held together by, uh, by string, but, and, uh, so anyway, he cuts the string off and the, and the way that the hay is put together, it's small squares and each square, and like it's a bunch of squares all together that form a bigger square. Well, a single square is the correct amount for a horse. And so he grabs a square and he goes, give this to the horse. And I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Now, you know, it's just, it's me. I've never fed a horse before, so I didn't know what the process was. But after that, I learned and it's always stayed with me. If you need me ever to feed a horse, I'm your man. I know exactly how to do it. <laughs> so anyway, that's my, um, that's my, I once worked for a celebrity. I have, a, a quite a bit more celebrity, uh, stories that I will sprinkle, uh, you know, over time through this podcast it will be completely up to you to decide what's true and what's not, whether you believe me or not. But, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm only going to tell you what I remember. I'm not going to tell you what I make up, <laughs> if that makes any sense. So <laughs> anyway, I know it's slow, uh, slow news day uh, today, but I hope that I have entertained you and I hope that whatever it is that you're doing, uh, I, well, I, I hope that that, uh, I was entertaining that whatever you're doing that, uh, you know, I appreciate that you allowed me to join you in whatever that was. And you, you know, opted to, uh, listen to me ramble. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you guys can spread the word, if you can subscribe, that would be super huge. Thank you so much. I've been posting videos online on my, a Hispanic, uh, YouTube page, and those are much quicker. Uh, they're like seven, you know, anywhere trying to keep them anywhere between five to 10 minutes and no longer than that. So somewhere within that range, you know, talking about various things, especially if like a breaking news thing pops up, that's where you'll see that I will, you know, if I can remember and, it, and it's meaningful enough, I'll carry you through onto the regular show, but that's a really good, quick way to just jump in and see what's happening with me as well. So thank you guys again for listening. Thank you for, uh, feedback. Thank you for word of mouth. Thank you for everything that you guys do. I am super duper appreciative. I hope that everybody has a fantastic weekend and we will talk again soon. Eat your vegetables, take your vitamins, drink your water. Love you all. Bye. <laughs>